0: No, no. What
1: happened?
0: He hates bright lights. You know, there's some things I forgot to tell you guys, and they're really important. Number one, he hates bright lights. We know that. But you got to keep him out of the sunlight. Sunlight will kill him. Number two, keep him away from water. Don't give him any water to drink. And whatever you do, don't give him a bath. And probably the most important thing, don't ever feed him after midnight.
2: Welcome to Double Impact, the podcast where we double back on the movies that impacted us growing up as nineties kids and decide whether they hold up today. And I'm Greg. Or are best left in the Greg. And I'm Tristan. <laughs> Welcome to Greg and Tristan <laughs> cast <laughs> double I just pod.
3: With you a little there.
2: I like it. Keep me on my toes. Yeah. Keep the body guessing.
3: Mm, it's, yeah. That's so, how we grow. That's right. You've got to change up your routine. Yeah. If I'm not eating, I'm not growing.
2: We'll say that for the next episode.
3: Yeah, literally. Um, yeah, welcome back. This welcome is, back. This It's good to have you with us. Good to have yep. you with us, um, yeah. For another episode of Double Impact. Yep, yep. We're going back to 84. 84. Good year. Uh-huh. Good year, great year. Significant year. Significant year. There's some big movies that came out this year. Big yes.
2: babies too. I was over 10 pounds. Were oh, you? Yeah. yeah. Big head too. I grew into it
3: mostly. Mostly. Ah. Yeah, gremlins. We're doing gremlins. Doing gremlins. Which is exciting. We've talked a little bit in the past about different puppet movies and I guess this is kind of a puppet movie. A
2: puppet movie? I mean, I guess there's puppets in it. It feels, to categorize it as a puppet movie... No, but thought. you're right. You're right. We talked about Jim Henson and stuff. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's kind of in that world. It's not Jim Henson, but it's... But, it? no. no, it's not. But, but you it's, know, uh, what
3: What we haven't done before is a Christmas movie. True.
2: That's a good point. This is and our first Christmas movie. And I forgot movie. that this had anything to do with Christmas, other than, of course, the do you hear what I hear, which is a... I've been scared of that song since this. That's one of the one memories, one of the... Primary memories I have of this picture from my childhood. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. We'll get into more of that. But that was definitely a potentially scarring situation.
3: Well, I mean, we can quickly come back to the year. Why don't you tell me about this scarring? <laughs>
2: um, Scar. Well, that's basically it. It was just a, it, it was like a. <laughs> End of. Yeah. Like a Pavlov's dog response. Like hearing that song, just I salivate. find it really creepy. Made you salivate. Makes me salivate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. No. Lol. Lol. That's like one of those, that's like something I would see on my news feed from like those nerd memes accounts. <laughs>
3: yeah, what nerd memes accounts do you have?
2: I don't know. Most of them are not funny, but every now and then there's a good one.
3: Was this the funny one or the not That's a good one. That's a Thanks, good one. Thanks, mate. <laughs> uh, okay, so talk to me about 84.
2: 84 was a good year. I came into um, existence um, rather large on the, on the heavier side. Um, but over the over the Coming 35 years, I would grow, I would continue to grow. The cells would divide, and um, I would become what we call a, a, a grown human being of 35 years of age. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Gremlins came out. They grow. Beverly Hills Cop came out too. That yeah, we've
3: done, we've done this year.
2: We have done this year. Beverly Hills Cop, Cop was the number one film of the year. Ghostbusters was the number two film of the year. <laughs> In Our Jones and Temple of Doom was number three. Gremlins, number four. So
3: it's a big, it's big, big, big
2: movie. Kind of came out of nowhere. It had a Karate Kid. It had a Police Academy. It had a Footloose. Ahead of Romancing the Stone. Ahead of one of the Star Treks that we don't care for. Ahead of Splash. Ahead of Purple Rain. Ahead of Revenge of the Nerds. Ahead of the Dominator. Ahead of the Gods Must Be Crazy. Ahead of a Nightmare on Elm Street. So, big picture. Ah, huge picture. Huge, huge. What are your What are your memories of this picture?
3: So I believe this. I can't confirm it, but I think this is the first movie I saw at the movies. Really? Yeah. Huh. It was either this or Ghostbusters, and I'm pretty sure it was Gremlins. So Wait,
2: but how old were you in 84?
3: Well, it would have probably came out here the year after. Yeah, true. So I would have been... Th- yeah,
2: <laughs> three. Three? No, man.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So this program... Sorry, this podcast, I should say. Surely, like
2: ET or something. You would have seen ET.
3: Has kind of Bang. made me realize, you know, between Naked Gun yeah, last week. Yeah, your
2: parents. they
3: <laughs> pretty lax on the old uh, movie attendance. I for the Basic Instinct episode. Yeah. Well, I've got a story for that. But, <laughs> but I don't know. Like, I wasn't allowed to watch WWF. That was like right. a no go. Like, dad lost it when I brought home Royal Rumble 3 or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. But I think if there was a slight tinge of comedy, and that's the other thing. Like his so parents of my, just
2: had good taste. It sounds
3: like my memory. Like I, it's that was this was a funny rewatch because I, when I was a kid, I thought this, I didn't think this was a comedy at all. When you were a kid,
2: yeah. Oh, I had the opposite.
3: You thought it was a comedy when you well, were
2: well. I. F- I didn't. I don't know no what way. I thought, but I didn't. I mean, we will getting into the rewatch soon, but I didn't expect it to be as dark as. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, it wasn't scary. Scary, I was. I wasn't scared. Um, Pretty tough, but uh, (laughs) but it was scary, scarier than I thought it was originally. Like I I thought. I guess I thought it was scary when I was a kid, but I was a kid, so I was like, you know, I was scared of the Dark Crystal, for instance. You know what I mean? But that's Uh not a scary movie. I thought it was just a family movie that I found a bit scary. Right. Um, Yeah, it's interesting. I yeah, I don't remember how how when I saw it. I just remember the, um, the Christmassy part was probably one of the main parts, the jumping into the Christ- – the hiding in the – Christmas something happens with the Christmas tree. Yeah. The um, do you hear what I hear? Yeah. And the jumping in the pool. I just vividly remember yeah. Stripe jumping in the pool. I always thought his name was Spike, but it's Stripe.
3: This is interesting. Yeah. I'm glad you said that because I was certain he was called Spike. Oh, okay. How familiar are you with the Mandela Effect concept? Oh no! Please explain. So the the Mandela Effect is basically—I'll uh, try not to butcher this—but it's essentially a collective recognition of a past event that is incorrect.
2: Oh, like Forrest Gump? <laughs> yeah, kinda.
3: Well, the name comes because from... I've heard
2: that phrase a lot lately, and I haven't actually—I don't know. what well, it the means. name comes
3: from the yeah, the name comes from when Mandela was pr- imprisoned in, in the eighties. It was pretty widespread belief that he died in prison. Oh, obviously right. He didn't. He went on to live another you know, 20, yeah. years, 30 years, whatever it was. He yeah. He died a few years ago. Yeah. But people, if you ask them, apparently they could like say, Oh, I remember watching the funeral on TV. And like they have this full oh. collective conscious of something that is incorrect. That's interesting. So there's a, yeah. there's a ton of examples that are pretty fun. Like, um, one of the ones that sticks out is so misinterpretations of quotes or lyrics.
2: Yeah. Lyrics is a big one. Yeah. So
3: there's one for, um, Snow White, so mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest of them all? Yeah, not what she says. Not what she says. She says magic mirror on the wall. Huh.
2: Oh, this is good. There's a bunch of those now. uh yeah. oh, I feel like I've come across these recently. Maybe it was song lyrics or something. Yeah. We all remember it. Yeah. There's tons of them,
3: which is it's quite it's cool. Interesting. So there's a, there's a whole rabbit hole we could go down there. But it was very interesting because I, I had intended on bringing that up on my own personal little spike stripe thing.
2: It seems to make more sense. There was a bit of a spike in his hair. And... Yeah,
3: the spike sounds a bit more edgy than stripe as well. Yeah,
2: stripe. It? is like spot. You're almost just yeah, like a. Yeah, you nice basically pet. spot. Yeah. Just another shape, yeah. slightly more aggressive shape.
3: The Mandela thing. Yeah, definitely. Mandela thing's funny. There's a heap of, cons- like, not conspiracy theories, but some fairly uh, elaborate explanations online. That he actually did die? Or? No, around the concept of the Mandela Effect. So right. Around um, parallel universes where... Oh,
2: we're getting into the Matrix. Deja tra- vu is actually just a glitch travel. in the Matrix.
3: Yeah, if you want to you know, get on the dark web, man, go for it.
2: All right, welcome to the Joe Rogan podcast. Mm, give it on
3: D&T. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Talk so, about gremlins?
3: Yeah. Let's get back to
2: gremlins. Let's get a gremlins. So, did you know... Fellow named Chris Columbus, not Christopher Columbus, but Chris Columbus. Discovered this idea. <laughs> <He>
3: discovered <laughs> this idea. Yeah, you're right. When he was trying to do something else. <laughs> Funny you should say that. Because
2: he did. Oh. <laughs> um, he accidentally discovered America while he was no, he is that what he did? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I Be, um no, he got the idea for this movie. In his loft. That's the only description I got. His loft. I guess it was an apartment of some description with a loft area. Some kind It sounds fancy, doesn't it? But he would hear, uh, maybe it was in New York because I'm familiar with this. he hear the mice, here's some mice creeping around and it was dark. And he's like, that sounds so fucking creepy. And it inspired this idea of the
3: Gremlins. But um, yeah, it must have been two nights. Not no, a No, yeah, exactly. Is. I think he was a student at the time as well. Right, so. that
2: makes more sense. Yeah, yeah.
3: But Chris Columbus, is just to uh, yeah,
2: give some context here. He's, he did the Goonies. Did Home Alone, Mrs. Date Fair, Harry Potter. He did the first Harry Potter as well. He Did a couple of them. Um, so he did it. Yeah, he's he he went on to direct and things too. So, and but the he Goblet wrote of this. Azkabar. Yeah, the no, not that one.
3: What? The Goblet of Thieves. <laughs>
2: <laughs> the Philosopher's Stone. The Philosopher's Asgabar Thief. <laughs> I tried to watch all the Harry Potter movies, and I uh, tried. I'm getting
3: yeah, yeah, I tried. I watched... Most of them are shit. I watched 20 minutes met, of the first we one. I've got a friend,
2: Hugo, that loves them, and I'm on to the fourth one, and I'm like, if this movie is about a weird teacher that ends up becoming... The, like, every single movie is like, oh, there's a wacky new teacher. Looks like he's got a secret. Yep, turns <laughs> out he had a secret.
3: <laughs> now give me a billion dollars.
2: <laughs> That's JK. Oh, That's man. my JK Rowling. Yeah. <laughs> give me a billion dollars. <laughs> That's pretty good. I slept in a car. Um <laughs> billion quid. <laughs> billion quid. Um what movie <laughs> A Billion Quidditch. <laughs> quidditch, yeah, there you go. Um, uh, back to this film. Chris Columbus wrote a spec script for this. Could and you
3: could you tell me what that means? I
2: believe that is more capturing the concept, not so much like literally the script It's word for word, you know, the whole Like an,
3: a napkin sort of
2: on the, on the back of a fag pack. Yeah. Perhaps. But I think it's more like an outline, I guess. Of some kind, but maybe with maybe more prose, like still, because basically he did it to show off his writing ability. Okay, so it became like a demo of like, here's what I can do. You into this or not? Uh, a young fellow by the name of Steven Spielberg got his hot little hand on this, and he said, "Hey, this could be a picture." Um, he said it was one of the most original things he'd come across in many years. Uh, so he got Joe Dante on board to direct. He bought he bought this basically. He bought the script. Of uh, Columbus. Oh.
3: do you know what kind of dollarage we're talking How about? How many dollarage? Not sure. Not sure. Curious. Yeah, curious.
2: But uh, apparently, Tim Burton was in the mix to potentially direct. He wasn't uh, Tim Burton yet. He's eighty-four, so he'd, oh. he'd done Frank and Weenie and stuff. It could have been interesting, but yeah, I don't know.
3: I, I mean, mean I, I like the I like the movie. So yeah, actually,
2: like, I would have wanted to change. Yeah, yeah. But I would love to. But see But also, what Tim Burton. Burton because Tim Burton's first – because he did Frank Waity, but then he did um, Pee-wee's Fun- Big, Big Adventure or whatever it was called. And it's probably the least Tim Burton-y of the film. So I think if he did this movie, he probably wouldn't have gone too crazy Tim too Burton, Burton yet. Too
3: Burton-y.
2: Yeah. But he wouldn't what have made it.
3: Have, was Edward Penis Hands?
2: Edward Penis Hands, I don't know, 90, 92. Was that know.
3: after Beetlejuice?
2: Yeah. It was after Batmans too. Both yeah, Batmans right. or one of the Batmans. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Probably his peak, potentially, I would say at that point. It's all downhill after that. But let's not talk about him. Let's talk about Joe Dante. Don't know a lot about him other than he, he directed Piranha before this. This wasn't howling. Dante's
3: peak, was it? No.
2: Joe Dante's peak. I oh, actually, it kind of was. It looks like <laughs> it may have been. Yeah, he did Piranha before this. He did The Howling. He did The Twilight Zone. He did his Small Soldiers later. The Didn't do Piranha 3D, though. No, but he also didn't do Piranha 2, which I believe was James Cameron, was it not? Was it? Yeah. (laughs) What? Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Okay. James Cameron's off building four sequels to Avatar that nobody wants now. He is, isn't he? He's better off building Piranha prequels. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. So I think this was early in his career, but anyway. um, So script is there. Well, spec script is there. They've got a director on board. But they do go through through some script revisions because it was significantly darker than what we mm, saw. Yes. So a few quite a few scenes cut. The mother in the original script died, and her head rolled down the stairs as Billy arrived home in the original script, the Gremlins little little Larrakins. out that's heavy. Yeah. Um they also ate Billy's dog, which is where I draw the line. They also attacked the McDonald's and ate the customers. And originally Gizmo was Stripe. Yeah. Originally Gizmo turned into Stripe, and Spillboy specifically was like, nah. I want to s- sell him. He's got to be. Yeah, probably actually. Yeah, good point.
3: Because this is a big. There's a big merch component to this. Fuck, movie. that's
2: a good point actually. Because even, I mean, there's merch component to this, but even years later, remember Furbies? They were kind of.
3: Yeah. I yeah. were mog-
2: wise, I had a Gizmo. Did you? Yeah. They make a good toy because it. Because of the special effects, because it was practical, they just look like a toy, don't yeah, they? Yeah. So you could have bought a toy that was basically it.
3: Yeah, but it wasn't soft. It was a hard plastic, That's this weird. particular one. This particular one? Toy killer.
2: <laughs> um, but, yeah, so apparently originally Gizmo was supposed to transform into Stripe, which I think could have been – I mean, I like what we ended up with, but that could have been an interesting different story. It was like this cute colour thing became the enemy. You know, like yep. A, a, bit like a, work. a bit like a Khaleesi going from
3: oh. – yeah.
2: <laughs> But I do like that. Um, Casting-wise, I'll be real quick on this one. But there's a... Uh, because there's not a lot to talk about except for Phoebe Cates, but we can make a whole podcast about that. But what also... how Cats. That's wrong, isn't it? Well, I was calling her Coates. I thought it was C-O-A-T-S. And I, so I have just transitioned to Cates. Is, is it working? I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. I just <laughs> hadn't noticed till you said. <laughs> it is it. how it's spelled. Um, Howie Mandel. Do you know that guy? He's a comedian in the US. Yeah. Yeah, he did the voice of Gizmo. <laughs> Except he didn't do the singing. That's what he did do. Really? So he just went, (laughs) They're like Pokemon. That's what I thought
3: of too. I don't know much about
2: the Pokemon. All I know about Pokemon is they say their own name. And so Mogwai, he says Mogwai, right? Mogwai. But you may be familiar. (laughs) I can't do it. It Sounds like he's drowning when he sings. That's good. That's good. Harry Mandel, because of this role even, apparently... He went on to do the voice of Bobby in Bobby's World. Remember Bobby's World?
3: Yeah, yeah. Got a clip.
2: I got a little something. You know the voice
0: of Bobby. Can I tell you the voice of Bobby? No, I have the voice. But I do. I did the voice. But I did the voice of. You know, before that, I was on Muppet Babies. I was Skeeter. <laughs> Skeeter. I love Muppet Babies so oh, much. Listen. So I was Skeeter. Skeeter, Skeeter talks like this. Wait, it's the same voice. So this is
3: Skeeter. This is Bobby. And (laughs) wait, wait, wait. Let
0: me tell you this too. People don't know. I also was in the movie Gremlins. I'm Gizmo, the first little fuzzy one that got wet. It's the same voice. He goes. It's the same
3: voice. I was going to say, is he that little bald guy from California Cajun?
2: No, they do look similar. What on the baldness in certain areas? But you were saying you used to do the same voice?
3: Yeah. What uh, you want me to say? I do the <laughs> voice if you want me to talk like that.
2: <laughs> What? That's good. You kind of sound like Jar Jar Binks, though.
3: Oh, what's up? What's your... well, what sound? Oh, da-
2: da- da- yeah, that's better. There you go. That's good. <laughs> um, also in there, we've got Miss Phoebe Cates. Almost didn't get the role due to her um, revealing the nipple in a movie. This wouldn't fly in 2019. It's yeah. also it's not a kid's movie anyway, so why is that even a thing? Because she, she got she was topless in Fast Times at Ridgemont High, and you're saying maybe something earlier too. Yeah, that was, was controversial some, for her to take this role. Well, it's if, not a kid's movie, and no, if it is a kid's a movie, bit, she's
3: playing a sweet innocent girl next door. They still have boobs. They do, but if you if you've been two roles where you well, the Fast Times she was like a not promiscuous, but she was but know. she
2: wasn't though. That was his fantasy, remember. Smart scene, yeah. Well, yeah. I was such a fair enough. You're only human. She's a babe. She's a babe. I only saw Fast Times as an adult. Yeah, yeah. But had I seen it earlier, I
3: may have uh, hit puberty a little sooner as well. Yeah, yeah. I was like, how did I not know this existed? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. straight after Gremlins. And then of course
2: there's the old household name Zach Galligan. Yeah so I mean that's he's done a, he's actually got heaps of uh film credits post this but they're all just things I've never heard of and not in like a, oh that sounds like an interesting indie movie no it's like monsters fighting or something stupid um that's an interesting title <laughs> monsters Go fighting on. that's not a bad it's movie a pie
3: that. travels through the future <laughs> time traveling pie
2: <laughs> pie travel mm. Mm. um judge reinholds in this briefly i think he had a bigger role but it got edited out that's what I believe. Corey Feldman's in this picture.
3: Mm, One sure of his is.
2: first actual bigger roles. Yeah, he was a commercial was kid a, before was, this. Yeah. I think I
3: could have been a commercial kid. I'm going to get Bruce to be a commercial kid. You
2: should. Uh, representation and whatnot.
3: Diversity. I don't know if he has the uh, temperament <laughs> for um, Well It depends what the commercial's for. Mm, for meltdowns? <laughs> yeah. baby. Was it Stink Breath Baby? <laughs> or was Bart Simpson's? I
2: can't remember. Um and Glyn Truman as the science teacher, science teacher, who was also the mayor in The Wire. He was. But and not... something else. I he was trying to be mayor. I can't remember.
3: It's been a while. He was also married to Aretha Franklin. Really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. He was married to Aretha Franklin, man. That's it's, uh
2: I don't know a lot about him, I didn't go deep. But is that I mean, is that are we just unaware? Is there more of
3: a... I just stumbled across his, on his wiki page, to be honest, that he was... Um, but, yeah, he was married to Teresa Franklin. That's all I got to say about that's that. That's crazy. That's all I got to say
2: about that's that. That's all
3: I got to say about that. Well, that's
2: also pretty much all I have on the origin story of this particular, particular pictures. Particular. Particular. Should we just quickly uh, do a little trailer play here and get into the movie?
3: Go for it.
0: Steven Spielberg presents Gremlins. Billy Pelser has a nice home
1: Billy, is that you? Yeah, ma, it's me
0: A nice job A nice girl
1: If you're not doing anything this Thursday night, maybe you'd like to uh, go out on a
0: date with me? I'd love to And loving parents Who are about to give him You're gonna like this No, 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 don't shake it We're gonna have to open it now, we'll wait till Christmas The most unusual gift (laughs) he ever got. What is it? No. It's your new pet. Come on, Barney, be a good dog. My dad gave it to me. But there are a few things to keep in mind. If you expose it to the light, you may hurt it. If you get it wet, it will multiply. All that from water? They got wet? Yeah, plain water. And most important, no matter how much they beg, never, never let them eat after midnight. Because when they do... They change. They become clever. Mischievous. What's going on here? I'm dangerous. Looks, eh? Little
1: monsters. Right. Hundreds of them. Well,
0: I, I don't
1: know, maybe thousands. We've been here too. Billy, what are these things? Where do they come from? Look, I know it sounds crazy,
0: I know. But in a few hours, you're going to have a major disaster on your hands. Gremlins. Directed by Joe Dante. They'll be expecting you.
3: What did you think, Greg? I think the Gremlins are misunderstood, man. Yeah, just some casual murder. They're just having a good time. (laughs) All there's a scene where they're dominating the bar when they completely take over the town and they're dominating the little bar that Phoebe Katz, Kate's character, works in. Yeah. And then, you know, they're just getting wild. They're swinging from the ceiling. They don't hurt her. They don't hurt, they don't hurt her.
2: I've got a point of view on that later, actually, on who they hurt and who they don't.
3: Oh, I'd like to hear it. Yeah. They, um, they're just they're getting blind. They're just yeah. hitting, getting right getting amongst jolly. Them. And I'm like, you know what? I respect that. Yeah,
2: yeah. And actually, full disclosure, because I'm going to get into my initial thoughts, but I think uh, uh, if it sounds any degree phony, it's because this is actually a movie Greg and I did as a concept test for this very podcast Mm -hmm. before we launched. So we have watched this relatively recently in the last six months or so. So when I say, how's the rewatch, it includes that. And one of my first things when I first rewatched it then six months ago was kind of what we're saying before. I didn't really realize how adult this was. Like I said, I think I thought it was just a family movie that I found scary as a child, but I would watch it now and it's like, oh, no, they kill people. (laughs) I wasn't wasn't expecting that. They straight up kill people. I thought they were just going to be menaces, kind of like what you're alluding to. I thought they would just be like, oh, no, they're causing trouble. No, they're murdering people. (laughs) I really didn't expect that. It's crazy. Who dies? Uh, The science teacher. He die? Yeah, I think so. I like to think he lives. No, he's dead. Well, that's the one flaw in my story. Steroids in his butt. Steroids. (laughs) He just takes a nap. Mm. Um, The one thing I found odd as an adult. Who else dies? Sorry.
3: Uh, The lady? She's a bitch. Yeah,
2: she's a bitch. She's racist. And the tractor guy dies, I believe. Does he? Yeah. Well, he gets plowed. Doesn't he die? It Ah, appears he dies.
3: I like to think he doesn't
2: die. He's kind of racist. Well, you got to watch
3: out for these flying machines. Yeah, well, he just got back from World War Two, mate. So you probably get a little bit of carte blanche on well, racism maybe at that point. No, it was World War II. It was World War II. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah, because that was actually. No, well, he re- didn't
3: just get back. Sorry. Obviously.
2: But that's a reference, yeah, because the concept of gremlins apparently first came about in World War Two when War II. when uh, the machines would fuck up, they would they would jokingly say something about our oh, gremlins did it. Yeah. Whatever. It's kind of interesting, but. The one thing that I found particularly, particularly odd on the on the adult viewing of this
3: is i glad that's sticking.
2: <laughs> yeah, you, you can't choose what sticks; it just sticks or it yeah, don't. That's true. Uh, so this particularly stuck. It's culture, um, man. It's culture, man. How old is this guy? Which guy? The main guy, Billy. I kind of thought he would be a teenager or something, but he lives with his parents in the in the attic and is hanging out with a little kid. What is this? It's interesting. What is what's happening here? He's got a grown up job. He's got exactly. So he's not a it's not like he's just a teenager. He's reading comic books and shit.
3: I just assumed he was like just out of high school.
2: Yeah. Well that's kind of what I thought. But then it's still like, why is he hanging out with what looks like a twelve year old to me? I don't it's weird. I hadn't thought of that. That is weird.
3: Just a neighbour. Like Maybe he, he just, should
2: have babysat him or something.
3: He might be just a mentor.
2: <laughs> yeah, I guess he's his mentor. I had so many mentors when I was nineteen. No, um, yeah. um proteges. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that was kind of weird. And also, yeah, like when when he's going to get the Mogwai from from a very red light Chinatown. Um, he's like, I got, I want to buy a Christmas present for my son. And you're kind of picturing like an eight year old or something, right? This, this is an adult. Why is he buying this thing? It's just a bit weird. Not a deal breaker. It's almost adds to the charm in its oddness. Certainly is. And the other thing is, just get more specific with the rules. Like, just tell them what happens. Like, yeah, don't feed it after midnight, because it will kill people. Or also, when's it not after midnight? This yeah. used to—I remember this. I forgot to mention this. I remember that from a kid, and that really stressed me out trying to like figure that out. So, when is it not after midnight? So, when can I feed these yeah. things? And I was trying to like crack that. Is it
3: like daylight?
2: Yeah. Is it daylight? Is it? Just be specific. You know, don't feed it between midnight and six. Say that. (laughs) Or don't get it wet because it'll multiply. Um, What's the other one? Sunlight. Sunlight's good to know. If if they get out of hand, put them in the sun, Mm. you're good. (laughs) And good special effects. I thought I was expecting Gizmo to look pretty shit, but most of the time it looks good.
3: I love the little stop motion when they all descend on the town.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that. Yeah. It's charming. It is charming. And I think there's probably a mixed bag here. Maybe I lower the. When you're watching something this old, you're kind of expecting it to be shit up. Yeah. But I think there's moments when it's just him being held or whatever, or he's laying the thing and his eyes are moving and stuff. But it's pretty good. His eyes look wet and it all looks kind of pretty real. Real. I've never seen a real Mogwai, but I imagine that's uh, pretty close. I used to want to.
3: Yeah. I was pretty keen for it. I a mean, there's the other thing. This is, they
2: didn't have Google in 1984, but if you Google Mogwai, it translates to. A band, Mogwai? <laughs> Maybe, probably. But if you if you Google Mogwai, it literally translates to demon, monster, evil spirit. Oh. Uh, but in their defence, they did not have the Google at this point. Should we? Uh, should we run through the plot?
3: Yeah, I'll do. We'll do a quickish plot. Yeah. The opening scene's beautiful. I thought it's like a full, I agree. Again, it's like that film noir. Yeah, type and he had star, a voiceover, didn't he? Had a voiceover, and his voiceover was like the sort of. Yeah. Where we talked about Naked Gun last week. Yeah. This was kind of that same sort of like.
2: And while there are some racial stereotypes here, I was I was kind of expecting, like, oh, here we go. This is going to be kind of racist. But it's kind of, well, you see, in the, by the end of the movie, it's kind of positioned as the Americans are the idiots. Yeah. And like, this guy's, and the, these, these guys are just, these the characters are just kind of smart. But not in like two, it is a bit mystical, and that's probably a bit of a cliche, but. It's pretty innocent. But it's, yeah, there's no, like, yeah, it's interesting.
3: And uh, it's a dad doing a voiceover and he's cruising through Chinatown for work and he stumbles across a little store and he goes into the store. Sorry, a little kid who, funnily enough, looks like Short Round. Wait, who's Short Round? Short Round is the little kid from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And Goonies. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And Goonies. I forget his name. Um, Gennady knows this character well Because he and I were going to go <laughs> To a Christmas party Dressed, I was going to be Indiana Jones And he was going to be Really? Short round And Carol got really did upset you know, Because I was willing to Couples dress, air quotes With a mate from work And not couple dress with her
2: There's only so many times you can go as John and Yoko
3: Yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah So um So that's short round <laughs> Anywho, so they go in. It actually had sort of a few little Indiana Jones nods in there as well, I thought. Oh, uh, yeah. On top of it. he had the hat. Oh, the dad yeah. Dad was wearing yeah. the hat. It's yeah. obviously a Spielberg joint as yeah. well. Yeah. There's a bit of that vibe going on. Anyway, he goes in this sort of mystical store full of all these weird and wonderful treasures, one of which is Gizmo, aka Mogwai. And he's this little cute little fairy unknown creature. The guy doesn't want to sell it to him. He's like, no, nah, no, nah, too much responsibility with Mogwai. Yeah, and then the kid like ends up hustling out the back and goes, "Yeah, I'll sell it to your dad. We need the money." I'm little shit. Yeah, so he takes the cute little thing home and gives it to his son for Christmas. Then the dad's this sort of like struggling inventor. He creates shitty.
2: He makes a fucking terrible invention that says brick, <laughs>
3: which is great because it's I, so shit. I, I mean, I know it's great how like you know in movies sometimes you know when they get a bit older now like this one, 20, 30, 30 plus years old, and you're like, oh, that's actually good now. The bathroom buddy? <laughs> no. Worse than it was. The worst. It's like the size of a brick. <laughs> yeah. And it's meant to be this portable bathroom utensil.
2: I make the irrational rational. I make fantastic confessions for a fantastic world. <laughs> great. This is the, the, what is it? The travel, but shower buddy. What is it? Bathroom buddy. Bathroom buddy. It's a toothbrush. Like, you can take up less space by just packing those separately. <laughs> it's a
3: Swiss army knife yeah. for, bar- for bathroom but utensils. But stuck
2: to a brick. It's not that yeah. like the brick houses these things. <laughs> like, you could literally take a toothbrush, take a shaver, take a shaving mirror, take some, everything. It's the size a, of a toiletry bag. put it bag. in a smaller bag. <laughs> <that> yeah. <laughs> Ah <laughs> uh,
3: idiot. Needless to say, he's not a successful inventor. Yes, he's a str- should I add, he's a struggling inventor.
2: And we're not poking holes in the plot because he's not doing well.
3: No, well, he goes off he goes off to a convention. So they bring the they bring the home. Billy calls him Gizmo. So Billy lives in this small little town, Kingston Falls, which I understand to be a couple hours out of New York. Is that the idea? Maybe. It sounds made up, but yeah. It's a place. I googled it. Hmm. He works at the local bank, you know, it's a very sm- sort of small, tight knit community. Introduce the main characters. So he's got this new little toy, Mogwai thing. And as Tristan said earlier, there's these rules you need to abide by. You can't eat it after midnight. It's don't, don't get it near water. Don't eat it.
2: Well, you can't feed it after
3: midnight.
2: What did I say? <laughs> don't eat it. <laughs> Before midnight, you have a little nibble. It's all right. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I must be hungry. <laughs> I could go for some I, Mogwai I, I right dums. now. Like some grilled mug <laughs> Yeah, hey, I'll fry that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, ipso facto. <laughs> some of the rules get broken. Most of them. Well, all of them. Until, yeah, yeah. Except by Billy. Billy's a good egg. Meanwhile, he's trying to get in the pants of Phoebe Katz. Can you blame and him? And who can blame him? Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> She's such a babe. Uh and she's although she's a little bit dark and twisted. She's so weird. She's pretty weird. She's so weird. Are we talking about the Santa
2: Claus story? <laughs> Santa it's so Claus weird. Story. So apparently that was something. That's uh, an old the, lifestyle. The whole yeah. Oh, so I didn't know this. Yeah, yeah. apparently that's like an urban legend or something. But um, that her whole monologue in there, they Spielberg and everyone wanted to take it out, and he's like, no, nah, trust me, <laughs> this is important. It's it's like a metaphor for the whole movie. I can kind of... I guess it kind of is... Why don't we... We'll play it just so we can... Yeah. No,
1: I have another reason to hate Christmas.
2: Okay, what are you talking about?
1: The worst thing that ever happened to me was on Christmas. Oh, God. It was so horrible. It was Christmas Eve. I was nine years old. Me and Mom were... We're decorating the tree, waiting for Dad to come home from work. A couple hours went by. Dad wasn't home. His mom called the office. No answer. Christmas Day came and went, and still nothing. So the police began a search. Four or five days went by. Neither one of us could eat or sleep. Everything was falling apart. It was snowing outside. The house was freezing, so I went to try to light up the fire. and that's when I noticed the smell. Firemen came and broke through the chimney top. and me and mom were expecting them to pull out a dead cat or a bird. And instead they pulled out my father. Oh. He was dressed in a Santa Claus suit. He'd been climbing down the chimney on Christmas Eve. His arms loaded with presents. He was going to surprise us. He slipped and broke his neck. He died instantly.
2: So everyone's like, wait, so is that scary or funny? Like, what's going on there? And he's like, that's the representative of the movie. No one knows. It's a bit of everything. Like, can't it be both? But in I- this... It's weird. In the sequel they, they take the piss out of it. They take the piss out of it. She says some similar story in a similar scenario and there's like no one's got time for this. Yeah, <laughs> <remember>. yeah okay.
3: <laughs> it was it was it was a cold winter's evening.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright, where were we? We were in the plot somewhere.
3: So yeah, all hell breaks loose, basically across town, gremlins start popping up everywhere the fucking shit up. Yeah. And he needs to rescue the town from the gremlins.
2: Yeah. That's kind of it. Yeah basically it you know
3: yeah 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 i don't need don't even know i'll
2: probably get into some of them as we go through our favorite bits and whatnot yeah let's just chat about it i think at an overarching level this movie made me realize something about myself oh well i kind of always knew i'm gay no it made me realize there is this certain type of movie i really love and i've i never really connected the dots that i it's a genre but this comedy horror thing, I dig it. Okay. I think it's my sweet spot. Because I've been watching like a along? lot of, yeah, like on Netflix and stuff, I just love on a Saturday morning to watch either bad horror or I guess, air yeah, quotes, comedy horror, like Cabin in the Woods or like Sam Raimi movies like Evil Dead 2, those kinds of ones where it's, or Scream even, Scream. Like yeah. that's kind of my sweet spot. And I never really thought about it that much. And until I was looking at this movie, I'm like, what is it about this movie? And then I saw a few articles talking about how it was one of the first, not really the first, but one of the first popular ones to really straddle the two. Was it? Yeah, which is kind of interesting. I think, It is interesting. Because especially the first, in the beginning of the movie, if you didn't know, and apparently this happened because the parents, it says, presented by Steven Spielberg, and it looks like a family movie until it doesn't.
3: Well, it got, <laughs> I mean, you you might be getting into this, but it got a bit hammered apparently because it yeah. was a PG movie. Well,
2: I think it PG-13 got invented after or something, right? Correct. Yeah.
3: Yeah, so <laughs> PG movies were, as the name suggests. Print. Was it PG, though, or it was, was it PG. just G this, or something? It was PG, oh. and so was it was a bit of a... Um, There's a couple movies, right? ...cumulative effect, because it yeah. was this and another... Spill this was like giant. the final straw. It was Temple of Doom, actually, ah. in Jones. So it was two of them. Both were pretty violent in different ways, um, and people were like, you can't be calling these parental guidance. I took my kid to this movie... Unless you're Sue and Jim, they didn't really mind. But yeah. other parents were like taking their kids and then <laughs> so going, whoa, too hectic. You can't call this a kid's name. So then they're like, all right, we need to, because it's not an M. Yeah. but it's um, or maybe an it's... R. Yeah, it's not an R.
2: Because I think in the US it's just PG then R. And then R, yeah. yeah.
3: Remember R? Yeah. Um, remember AO?
2: Yeah, adults only. Yeah. That's how you knew it was going to be good.
3: Ah. <laughs> Have you got what you paid for? Have you ever
2: hired or rented a video that wasn't quite right? <laughs> it may be a pirate copy. <laughs> An illegal and inferior copy for which you paid good
3: money. Oh, there he goes. <laughs> 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 it means through.
2: nothing to our international listeners, but it means a whole hell of a lot to our locals. So just get on board. Look it up. Okay. So this as a genre, I really enjoy. Because, I, yeah, like I said, I've realized later in life, Cabin in the Woods... Beetlejuice even, right? We both like Beetlejuice. This is kind of a similar world. Even Ghostbusters to a degree.
3: Maybe maybe I'm on maybe I'm with you. I just yeah. don't, didn't know it.
2: And I think it's a I think it's um an emotional thing. Cuz you look at uh Jordan Peele, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Key and Peele going from extreme comedy to horror. And so while the uh, it's interesting to think about the way they describe it is like while the the ultimate reaction is different, the the way you express your reaction is different. There's a lot of overlap in sort of the emotion and the build-up and that kind of thing. So it's like very visceral reaction on a very base human mm. level reaction. Yeah, yep. You're tapping yep. into like kind of... Primal. Primal, yeah, yep. kind of thing. There's a really good video I came across on YouTube. You should look it up Pat, by Patrick H. Willems. He talks Who's about that? it a lot. But the Who's construction... He basically, I don't know who he is, but he sounds smart. Sounds smart. But, but basically, he, he talks about... about yeah, it must be another Patrick Willems out there. Justin to K. from. Yeah. yeah, that's my author. He talks about the construction of a scare being very similar to the construction of a laugh. Like I said, Jordan Peele is kind of evidence of this. And hot off the press, Chris Rock is going to resurrect the Saw franchise. So I wonder, you know, it's kind of... <laughs> that is so relevant. May buck the trend, but who knows? No, that's very relevant. But also...
3: Um, hey, speaking of Saw. Yeah. Did you notice a scene in this film. So you've seen Saw? Uh yeah. So you know how Jigsaw rides around that little scooter?
2: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Did
3: you see that in this at, um, when the, right at the end when Stripes on the little truck? I didn't think of that. Riding the uh, same sort of scooter as Jigsaw does? Interesting. I just kind of clocked it and yeah, I was like Yeah, yeah, could be. Oh, I wonder if wonder if that was a little Could be. Could be. I like you didn't. it. You just, you recall, you well, recall? There's a few
2: references in this movie. Well, we'll come back. Well, well there's a few references to this movie. Yeah, we'll, get, we'll <clears> get. Just to close out the comedy horror thing, Yeah, um, Stephen King even talks about it. But basically, what it all boils down to, Greg, tension, tension. So the overlapping area here is tension builds. Like you think of a good joke, it's like, uh, uh, uh. And like a scary thing's kind of the same. It's like, uh, uh, uh. So I think it's that thing. And maybe I have a junkie for that or something. And I just like that feeling i want to feel something greg and maybe mm. those are the two easiest things to feel or something but it's interesting and I, it was an interesting uh, journey to look at maybe why i like what i like because i really do enjoy scary funny yeah so i guess it makes sense <laughs> there you go you sound like a crazy person
3: well they're having a good time <laughs> show me one crazy person is not having a good time i challenge you i challenge you <laughs> You want to get into
2: next so there's been a quite a bit said about race in this picture and i think there's a few ways to cut it i think there's been a lot said about maybe not a lot said but there is there has been some said about gremlins being a racist movie as in a lot of what the gremlins do and how they like especially the bar scene apparently is very much living into black racial stereotypes
1: I read your entire 15-page unsolicited treatise on why the Gremlins is actually about suburban white fear of black culture.
2: The Gremlins are loud, talk in slang, are addicted to fried chicken and freak out when you get their hair wet. So that's a that's an oversimplification of that theory. But Black
3: people don't like getting their hair wet?
2: Um, <laughs> she asked the wrong guy, but uh, apparently.
3: Maybe. Is it because their hair's frizzy? I think so. Because Carol doesn't like getting her hair fr- wet. Yeah. And she basically has... African hair. Yeah. yeah, I saw the photo from childhood. It's she's got a full fro. It's amazing. I was, I was <laughs> gobsmacked when we did ancestry tree thing, and she doesn't have any sort of really Afro roots. I was so surprised. That's amazing. I was like, for sure. I was like, I'm there's gonna, something I'm, in there. I'm going to uncover a family secret. <laughs> um, but yeah. So I think I, I think that's the. It's
2: easy to look at this movie. Well, not even easy. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't buy into that that scene was uh, African-American stereotypes at all.
3: How What? How are they African-American stereotypes?
2: If anything, if anything, they were living into cultural trends at the time, which may have been African-American influenced, but they weren't like...
3: But they were just in the bar getting pissed, weren't they? What, yeah, what were but they... there
2: was like one wearing a Newsy hat or whatever, and they're like, well, that's what African-American fashion was. Like... It's a bit of a stretch, if you ask me. It's there if you're looking for it. But I actually think the film is the opposite of that. I think the film is anti-racism.
3: Hear me out. <laughs> I, I am.
2: Yeah, so I think...
3: I always am.
2: There, there's a lot in this movie, like the, the the old lady that's fucking horrible. She says something racist in the beginning. I can't remember what. Something about foreign something. She's very racist. She dies by the end of Gremlins. There's also the drunk guy about to drive his tractor home and he's like, these foreigners, they're bringing these gremlins in their machines. He dies. The science teacher, I don't know why he dies. He didn't, he was a nice man. So I'm not sure what happened there. But I think there's something interesting where you think about the Mogwai being kind of a peaceful thing until it got in the hands of Americans. Until it got fried chicken and, and television and consumerism and, you know, like... All that kind of shit. And that's where shit goes wrong. And they show how much it's influenced by television because he's sitting Verdictive. there watching TV all day. And then when they become ones, they're in the cinema and reenacting what they see in the cinema. And so it reminds me of like the... It's about capitalism, capitalism man. Capitalism, yeah. It's like the David Bowie song, China Girl. I'll give you television. I'll give you eyes of blue. I'll give you a man who wants to rule the world. Yes, I just wanted to sing Bowie, but it's almost relevant. Mm. I think there's a lot going on there in terms of uh, in terms of it being more of a commentary on on society, society, man, the
3: little dog that lost its way.
2: <laughs> now or that puppy. was a revolution, <laughs> no, society, something like that. No, but uh, I think that's I think it's more about that saying like anti-racism like America you need to fucking learn how to play with the rest of the world otherwise you're gonna have a fucking toxic problem and there's even um, there's even a at the end when the guy comes to collect the Mogwai he's like you let this guy watch TV what the fuck's wrong with you yeah
0: I warned you with Mogwai comes much responsibility but you didn't listen and you see what happens I, I didn't mean it you do with Mogwai What your society has done with all of nature's gifts, you do not understand. You are not ready. Little green men continue to circulate. You teach him to watch television.
2: On the flip side, a lot of the stuff that Gizmo watches on TV ends up being... The way he saves the day. Like he's watching that scene with the guy in the car and then when he drives the car he's doing like a little flashback oh, reference yeah. to that.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. TV can save your life.
2: Yeah, that's. I turned out TV. Bruce is turning out TV. Oh, is he? That's good. He wanted yeah. to turn out TV, I think. Uh, we turned out TV and everything's TV. Yeah, I guess about TV. Um, there are references to this film though, Greg, aren't there? You had one already. Ooh wee, did I? And like just like saw. So my, but then there's a bigger one. So there
3: was a big one that I think was almost like one. Of, yeah, it was one of the initial thoughts for this for this podcast, wasn't it? I yeah, think, from memory. Mm. Yeah, I was re-watching this as you say six months ago, and I'm like, ah, oh, they're burning down the cinema to kill them all. That's familiar. Yeah. What's that familiar from? What's that familiar from? We talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Oh, you're ago. asking me.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to say it.
3: <laughs> Margareti.
2: Margareti. Of course, the...
3: Um, Buongiorno. Buongiorno. Um, the very famous scene from Tarantino's Inglorious Bastards when yeah. all the big shots of the um, Nazi party, the SS, yeah, go to the cinema to watch the, the propaganda film. Yeah. And Shoshana sets that place, lights that place up. And actually, I assume it is
2: a reference... But I love if it's a reference because it's perfect. It's like killing all these fucking demons, <laughs> basically. It
3: is huge. It 100% is a reference because. Yeah. Uh, like thinking well, of
2: Nazis as gremlins is kind of it's great. on point, right? It's yeah. great. And it's peak
3: Tarantino because he famously says that I take everything. Yeah, of course. Which I like because we all do. And he just admits it.
2: Yeah. Genius steals, baby.
3: That's it. So um, the, the real clincher is the uh, scene. What is it? Edit 4, scene 4, hang on. Some of that. Real 4, sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, real four. Yeah, yeah. So in Bastards, Shoshana tells her boyfriend to light. She goes, when when real 4 comes up, light it up or something to that effect. Yeah. And real 4 is what comes up before.
2: Started. Real 3 is where Tyler Durden puts the penis in the cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> sorry. Just, <laughs> just reminded me. <the>, <laughs> uh, <splices, laughs> yeah.
3: He splices the porn in. <laughs> sorry, side note. Side note. So it's all a connected universe. Yeah. Tyler... <laughs> I wish Shoshana. they put that in real three. Yeah, that's a good call though. So that's a that's a that's quite clearly one.
2: Also, then uh, you just reminded me the Warner Brothers Movie World ride, Gremlins ride. Yeah, because you sit in the cinema with that, and the cinema something happens there. I think they
3: yeah. You, they so it it's a it's a Warner Brothers Movie World ride. Is it still there? You were up there I don't recently. know.
2: I didn't go there. I didn't go there.
3: Oh, I thought that's where you went. Oh, you went to the actual filming lots. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah. So I was obsessed with that ride. I made my dad take, and it had no queue. Right. So I got to go on that ride three times back-to-back, huh. which for a gremlins-loving 10-year-old Gremlin. or whatever I was, <laughs> it was fucking awesome. So you go on the ride and then you, you're in the cinema, you're watching some movie sort of thing, and then gremlins come up and then the usher like yeah. breaks and he goes, God, you got to come out this We've way. Get out of here. Yeah, and then you go on a little ride. And then it turns into a Beetlejuice ride as well. Cause, oh, that's
2: right. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. Because he does this, the power thing or something. Yeah, and
3: he's up. Ah. Oh, it's so good! Fuck, was that the same? That was the same it's ride. The same ride, yeah. Ah. Amazing. Um, well, it did. Like it, it sort of started a wave of things. There was yeah. um, the critters. Remember critters films? Yeah, there was heaps of them. What were they? They were just little balls from outer space. The ghoulies. Do you remember them? I just,
2: I can only picture the posters of both of these things. The ghoulies were, in the, were. I'm pretty
3: sure. I haven't researched them, but I'm pretty sure the ghoulies were in the toilet. Oh, it's fucked. They kind of, Bite you
2: Yeah, I don't wanna I am worried it, I was worried
3: about the ghoulies when I
2: was a kid. I'm worried about snakes in the toilet in be. Southeast Asia. Whenever I go to the bathroom, <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, is there a snake really? in here?
3: Didn't some guy get I heard in the radio, some guy got bitten back to back. Like he got bitten again on the balls by a snake at work. Man, see yeah. Happened to him twice. Yeah, yeah. So they had, they've had they've had some it had, it's had some significant influences. I think Stranger Things had a big nod to them as well.
2: Yeah, well, Stranger Things just nods to everything with nothing of its own. <laughs> I it a Stranger <laughs> still Things watch it, fan.
3: but it's
2: it's vacuous. Member berries.
3: That's true, but they do. They they do some I enjoy very, member berries. They do some quite. Yeah, because he keeps one for a while, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got, a, and it's affected by light and stuff. Yeah, true. Um, so yeah, there's lots of yeah. I think for me, the big ones, the obviously the the Glum Glorious Bastards.
2: Yeah, well, how, how do you think it's aged, all? In all?
3: Uh, I think it's as well. Um, I agree because I think. Well, this was going to be my question earlier. What? How does? And this is a broader Hollywood question. <laughs> why didn't Spielberg just direct it? Did he? Was he busy? Or I, I don't know. Because think... this is like a Spielberg movie, right? So what? Do you when know what I mean? Like when the did sound, he start... the, the visuals. It's all very Spielbergy.
2: When did he start producing? Maybe it was just that he was just broadening
3: his. It's but, like, it, but he's obviously put he's obviously put such a stamp on this movie, yeah. That I'm like, why didn't you just? Direct? I don't know. I, well, that was probably
2: marketing. I, I think that like, the presented by Stephen no, Spielberg.
3: No, fi- no, no. I mean, the stylistically, I reckon. You don't think?
2: I mean, yeah. I guess it's a good point. It's like in there. Maybe I it's, mean, yeah. It's it's a those
3: gizmo-y bits. I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know. I just don't understand why. He, I'm sure there's there's a... you're
2: there. You're a good director. Why didn't you direct it?
3: Yeah. Why do you do EP? Uh, maybe there's you must things. have had other shit on. I don't know.
2: But I think that's similar with like songwriters and shit, where it's like, well, why didn't Ed Sheeran sing "Love Yourself" he sold it to Justin Bieber instead? Like, that's a random one. Just first <laughs> one to pop into my head, <laughs> but because um, so he could sing glad. that song, and yeah. it would make him like, it would I think that would be good for his brand for in that particular case? I've always thought that's odd. Like he, him singing that song might be kind of good for him.
3: Anywho. That was just a just a little thinker. Yeah, no, I, so I, I really enjoyed it. I think just like Die Hard has as a rewatch, like Die Hard in recent years has become a classic Chris, Christmas movie. I have yeah.
2: I am up there so this, this is, is this yeah. is a good It's a great obscure Christmas, Christmas movie. adjacent or this is more of a Christmas movie than Die Hard Even eh? Yeah. Like it's actually pretty in there in the plot and everything. Like this, um, Home Alone. Die Hard. Get them on your good, list. They're good Christmas movies to watch that aren't too schmaltzy.
3: Yeah. Oh, um, quick one on the guy who made the Gremlins. Yeah. Michael Winslow helped out with the voices, um, but the guy who made them was the same guy who did the melty Nazi faces Raiders of the Lost Ark. You know when they open the oh, ark and all yeah. the guys' faces melt. It's the same. It's the same puppet-like special effects guy. Good movie. Good movie. Yeah, it's worth a rewatch. But it's a Christmas one. Yeah. Save it for Christmas. Make your eggnog. (laughs) Put your record
2: on. Do you
3: see what I see? Yeah, get cozy and uh, enjoy one of the um, more obscure Christmas classics.
2: Yeah. Well, that's us. What did you think? Let us know. And also, leave us a review. We like reviews. We
3: we need them. Yeah. Let's
2: be honest. And thank you for having us. Yeah. Let us into your little ear holes there. I don't like ear holes. Oh, well, you're in it. Yeah. All right now.